we're back for another episode of 12 Days of Bitter Women Christmas. It's the holidays. Happy holidays, everybody. Holla yay. Today we are doing, I think, one of, probably one of the better known Christmas traditions oh. and definitely one of the weirdest. Sweet. We're doing mummering oh, from God. Newfoundland. Yeah, buddy. Which I must say, in a lot of research, I saw people citing it to Nova Scotia. Oh. I was like, that's not a thing that's here. That's wrong. Oh, it's a thing here. In Lunenburg, people mummer still. Did they pick it up from Newfoundland? Absolutely. Oh, okay. Like in Lunenburg, almost everybody has a Nana who's from Newfoundland. Either <laughs> living here now or still there. But yeah, no, mummering still happens in Lunenburg. We've had mummers come to the house like, oh, yeah? since I've been alive. Oh, yeah, for Jeez. sure. It's not a thing where I'm from, I guess. Yeah. You'd have to find some. Newfoundland expatriates. My Nana used to mummer. Really? Yeah, in Chester. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> it's Oh, it's hella weird. <laughs> yeah, if you don't know what mummering is, I mean, we'll explain it, but it's basically getting dressed up, trying to disguise yourself, and not in like a Halloween way. It's much more terrifying. Oh, yeah. It's really <laughs> scary looking. Yeah, it's scary and weird. It's a lot of cross-dressing involved. It's a lot of... Because cr- you're you're trying to hide your identity. So the point is you yeah. go to people's houses, you're dressed up, and then they have to guess who you are. And once they guess who you are, you take your costume off. Yes. But until that point, you can continue barging into people's homes. Yeah. <laughs> it's not looked upon very nicely if you turn away mummers. Yeah. You're supposed to let them in. Because they're supposed to be people you know. That's the point. It's supposed yeah. to be like you don't mummer at a stranger's It's house. a rural thing. Yes. So everybody knows everybody. Yes. There's a similar thing that happens in Shetty Camp during oh. Easter, which is called Mikarem, which is mid-Lent. Okay. It's a very similar idea of you like dress up and people don't know who you are and you go into people's right. homes and you do it so you can have liquor. <laughs> because you're not supposed to drink during Lent. Oh, and that's so funny. This is your way of being able to have some drinks. That's funny. In the middle of Lent, which is a horrible time of year if you're in Chetty Camp. Like, yeah. it's windy as hell. It's still basically winter, even though yeah. it's technically like March or April. Yeah. It's awful. Yeah. <laughs> and also terrifying. It's like if you look at original Halloween costumes from the turn of the century and you're like, those are terrifying and then put them in the present. Like they have not changed. So a big one is like you have like basically a pillowcase over your head and you just cut eyes and a mouth out like circles (laughs) and then you kind of like have like a collar around your neck like and then it's in your clothes and you wear like gloves. So it's just like, yeah, it's creepy. It's really (laughs) creepy. I don't like it. Yeah. So mummering is a Christmas time house visiting tradition practiced in Newfoundland and Labrador, Ireland, and parts of the United Kingdom. Also known as mumming or jennying, which I've never heard. It typically involves a group of friends or family who dress in disguises and visit homes within their community or neighboring communities during the 12 days of Christmas. Yeah. If the mummers are welcomed into the house, they often do a variety of informal performances that may include dance, music, jokes, or recitations. The hosts must guess the mummer's identity before offering them food or drink. They may poke and prod the mummers or ask them questions. To make this a challenge for the hosts, the mummers may stuff their clothes, cross-dress, or speak while inhaling. So a big part of disguising your voice, like, before doing accents, I guess. You'd just be like, hi, my name is Grace. It's like, you're supposed to, like, mummer. So it's like, right. hi, buddy, 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 buddy. <laughs> weird. It's so weird. Which is called ingressive speech. And in Nova Scotia, anyways, there's a very common ingressive speech slang that a lot of people do, which is, yep, yep, yep. They'll say yes while inhaling yep. to, I don't know why, but yep. that's a pretty common Nova Scotia accent thing. Yeah. 
Once the mummers have been identified, they remove their disguises and then spend some social time with the hosts and then travel as a group to the next house. Yeah. Sometimes picking up someone from that house when they go. Oh, yeah. fun. Mummering in a version of its modern form can be traced back in Newfoundland to the 19th century. Although it is unclear precisely when this tradition was brought to Newfoundland by the English and Irish, the earliest recorded dates are from 1819. Wow. Some state that the tradition was brought to Newfoundland by Irish immigrants from County Wexford. And the tradition varied and continues to vary from community to community. Some formal aspects of the tradition, such as the mummer's play, have largely died out with the informal house visiting remaining the prominent form. Yeah. So there would have been an actual formal performance at some point that would have been involved with mummering, but I guess we've gotten rid of that. Mummering traditionally runs from the Feast of St. Stephen, which is December 26th, to the Old Twelfth Day, which is January 6th. Part of the fun, of course, is guessing who's under the outlandish costumes, but for some, disguises were a way to conceal their true identities while they did things that were illegal even violent oh so that's the part of mummering that does not get talked about is it's like well if we're all in costumes i can commit crime it is the original purge not good (laughs) so i know that part of the history of mummering is that the mummering would be done by lower class people so like if it's a fishing boat the owner of the boat or like the syndicate they don't mummer but they're fishermen mummer and that allows them the opportunity to like make fun of their owner and like right. get out class grievances a lot. Right. So there's like a class dimension to it. But it also just would have been a reality of mummering that once people are in disguise, they took advantage of the disguise to resolve personal grievances. Right. Historical records describe mummers carrying hatchets, sticks, <laughs> whips, and other weapons. Huh. <laughs> <It's> so gross. <laughs> It's so gross. According to court records, mummers used bludgeons to rub blubber on people's faces, carried bladders filled with rocks, or charged at people with hobby horses. Folklorist Joy Frazier has found Harbor Grace and St. John's records involving mummers being accused of committing assault and battery. Woof. It's like such a violent. I don't think my Nana did that. It's literally the Christmas purge. (laughs) Yeah, I don't don't think my Nana was a mummer like that. I don't think it's quite (laughs) so violent anymore. But of course, the most notorious case of mischief mummering happened on the 28th of December, 1860, when Isaac Mercer of Bay Roberts was walking home at night. Bay Roberts. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, buddy. With his two brothers-in-law, when a crowd of masked mummers beat the men and Mercer died the next day. Oh, shit. It was a mummering murder. On the 25th of June, 1861, an act to make further provisions for the prevention of nuisances was introduced in response to the death of Isaac Mercer. And so the bill made it illegal to wear disguises in public without permission from the local magistrate. Mischievous murdering (laughs) mummers. No, wait, mischievous mummers murder. What's his name? Mercer. Mercer. <laughs> mischievous Mercer mummers. murdered by mischievous mummers. mummers. Yeah. <laughs> it's a children's book. <laughs> All right, kids, let's talk about murder. <laughs> so mummering would have continued in rural communities despite the passage of the bill. Mummering was ingrained in the local culture at that point, and not many people were eager to get a mummering license. So that's how you would be allowed to mummer, is you would have to go to your local magistrate and be like, hi, I want to wear a disguise in public. And they're like, are you going to murder anybody? And you're like, no, I swear. And they'd be like, all right, here's Promise. your license. It also would have just been something really difficult to enforce. Yeah. Like, what do you define as a disguise? Right. Am I wearing a hat? Is that a disguise? Right. 
fake mustache. <laughs> I'm just insecure. It's out of disguise. <laughs> According to one St. John's newspaper, the public ledger, only 150 licenses were issued from 1861 to 62 for that holiday season. But the real number of mummers in that year and in the years that followed would have been much higher than that. But thanks in part to the 1862 band, the mummering tradition slowly faded over the decades, though it did remain an active practice in some of the province's rural southern communities. By 1912, the St. John's publication Christmas Bells was already lamenting the decline of that exciting scene when mummers paraded from one end of Water Street to the other. There was a revival of mummering in the 1980s, though, because mummering was popularized by the local musical duo Simani, who wrote and recorded the Mummer song in 1982. And then really famously, the lyrics of the song were made into a storybook. So at my house, we have the Mummer song, which is like a book that we read every Christmas. Yeah, I have that as well. And that's when my Nana would have been mummering. In the 80s? Like, yeah. Yeah. Folklorist Dr. Joy Frazier has noted that in common with many other folk revivals, the resurgence of Christmas mummering in Newfoundland is largely based on a selective and idealized conceptualization of the custom. As part of this revival, one particular form of mummering, the informal house visit described above, has come to represent the custom in Newfoundland as a whole, while other forms that were equally prominent in the island's cultural history have been relatively... Died out. Yeah. Yeah. So... It's interesting because that's what I didn't know. I didn't know that there were multiple kinds of mummering. I just always thought it was just the house visiting. Like the murdering mummers and the, the friendly mummers. <laughs> Murder and mummers. <laughs> a rock band in Newfoundland. <laughs> Murderous mummers. They'd be like a punk band. A screamo, <laughs> like for sure. <laughs> In 2009, the Heritage Foundation of Newfoundland and Labrador's Intangible Cultural Heritage Office. What a fucking title. (laughs) The Intangible Cultural Heritage Office. Do you want to work there? Yes. (laughs) As as long as I can live here. Okay. (laughs) They established what would become the annual Mummers Festival, culminating in the Mummers Parade in St. John's. The success of the festival has influenced in part other revitalizations and increased interest in the tradition across the province and abroad. I think Mummering is now here to stay in a lot of ways. Nice. It's, It's very much embedded in the East Coast vision of Christmas. I have a mug. A mummering mug. It's got little mummers painted on it. My mom has little mummering earrings. They're like little mummers. And they have their... I will say, the white hood is not the best look. Nope. Nope. (laughs) It's not pointy or anything. Thank God. But I think we could mix up the color palette. For sure. Uh, Granted, most sheets are white. But we could get other sheets. We could get other sheets. Yeah. We could (gasps) tie-dye. Tie-dye mummers. (laughs) Cute. Cute. (laughs) Would you ever go mummering? Yeah. I think I would. I, I would have to be, it would have to be like in a Lunenburg setting though. Oh, yeah. Like I don't think I could do it on my street. In Halifax? Hell no. No, no, no. No, no, Just no, go no. around my apartment building like, hi. People still carol in Lunenburg. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in for the 12 Days of Minute Women Christmas. We love sharing the holiday season with you and we hope that we can be a part of your holiday traditions. Yeah, if you want to send us a little Christmas gift, you should rate and review the podcast. Give it five stars. Let us know what you think. And you can tune in tomorrow for another episode of The 12 Days. Thanks. Bye. Bye.